Amen. Hallelujah. Well, so um, the where we ministered this last week, I taught a message on Open My Eyes, Lord. And that will be up. They do it like a week later. So that will be up. And I'll share it on Facebook or wherever. So if you're on Facebook or if you want to know and, and hear that message, it was really um, awesome. I don't know which one they're going to choose because I taught two messages, and I think they only put up one. But um, I took some bits and pieces off of that in this message today. So if you do listen to it and you're like, wait, that was from today, um, it's because God inspired a new message. And um, so it's, it's a little bit along the same lines, a little bit broader. And so, um, so just so you know, if you listen to that, there's some clips from that message in here. And then maybe this message might stir you to want to listen to that message that we will post online for you later today. Hallelujah. Well, today I'm going to be talking about beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. How many of you know that there's there's a realm of the spirit that we are actually living among? Amen. And God actually wants us to be co-workers together with him in the spirit. But this is the problem a lot of people have is we don't yet realize that that veil that, that's, that um, divides, you know, the, the natural and the spirit has actually been removed from us to be able to cooperate in the things of the spirit. And so I just want to share a message that will inspire you, that will build your faith to realize what is part of our inheritance, what God has given us through us receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Um, and I believe that it's going to inspire, can we shut the door downstairs? I believe that it's going to inspire us to believe and have faith so that we will begin seeing and hearing in the spirit more often. Why? So that we can be really, truly co-workers together with God. And that's what he wants here on this earth. Amen. For us to be working together with him. So we're going to start with Luke 17, 21. It says, you won't be able to say, here it is or over there it is. But the kingdom of God is already among us. The kingdom of God is already among us. I remember discussing this with my dad that the veil is so thin. But actually, as if, you know, if you're a believer, the veil has been removed. We are co-workers together with God. In fact, he says we're seated together with him in heavenly places. And so if that's the case, I don't believe that he wants us seated together with him having... Um, um, a spiritual blindfold on and a spiritual earplugs in, right? He's not sitting next to us snoring to where we need earplugs. When he seated together us with Christ in heavenly places, when he seated us there, he didn't expect us just to sit there and have no idea what's going on. He seated us there so that we would know what's going on, so that we could be co-workers together with God. Amen? So through... Through Jesus, things become available to us that is not available to the world. And I'm going to show you that today from the scriptures. Um, you must be born again to see into the realm of the kingdom of heaven. All that belongs to us, all of our inheritance, everything that the word of God is telling us here is that the kingdom of God is among us. And we, it is available for us to see and to know what God is doing why would he do that? It's because we're his hands and feet. It's so that we can be co-workers together with him. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11 says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So in other words, the natural man, he can't see. The natural man, he can't hear. But we who are believers who have been made alive, our spirits are made alive through Christ Jesus, we now by the spirit of God can see and can know what God is doing. And it's all by his spirit. Amen. So when you're born again, you become alive to the things of the spirit and everything that is God's, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit who not any longer is just like with us by Jesus being with us, but he is living on the inside of us. As believers, we're led and guided by the Holy Spirit. The word of God says that he who is a son of God is led by the spirit of God. 
I don't, have you ever played follow the leader? Maybe when you were a kid more so. But anyways, to follow the leader or to do Simon Says, you have to be able to hear and see what the person is doing and saying, don't you? Why would God ask us to hear and to do and to say things that we can't see or things that we can't hear? How could we be led by the Spirit of God if we couldn't see or hear him? That's impossible. But yet, this is part of our inheritance. God removed the veil for us to be able to see and hear in the Spirit so that we could be co-workers together with him. Amen? And so a lot of this stuff, a lot of Christianity is not walking in it, not because we're special and we're walking in it and they're not special, but simply because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so when we hear that this is given to us by the word of God, when we hear that by the spirit of God we can hear and see what the Father's doing and saying and see it in the scriptures that this is in fact the truth, all of a sudden our eyes are open. Our ears are open. We become more in tune with the kingdom of heaven that is already around us. Amen? So I believe that this is going to stir up a hunger and a thirst to see what the Father is doing. And it's not just for our enjoyment, even though it is enjoyable. It's so that you can work together with God, so that God can show you what he wants you to do today. So that God can show you or speak to you how to pray about a situation. Amen? So when we're born of the Spirit of God, we become alive in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, because we now have the Holy Spirit, and he is also in us. Hallelujah. So God wants to reveal the kingdom of heaven to each one of us. He wants to reveal all that belongs to us by his Spirit. Um, Jesus said in John 16, 7, he says, Very truly, I tell you, it's good for you that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate won't come. But if I do go, I will send him to you. In other words, this is going to be super beneficial to you. You're going to be able to operate like I operated. You're going to be able to hear and see what the Father is doing and saying and be a co-worker together with him, just like Jesus. You know, until that revelation comes to us, we're like, how could we be like Jesus? I mean, he was the son of God. But the thing is, is he came here as a man and he simply was led by the Spirit of God, only doing and only saying what he heard his Father doing and saying. It was all by the Spirit of God. Well, now, if we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Word of God tells us that the veil has been removed and we're children of God led by the Spirit of God. That's exactly how Jesus lived his life here on earth, only doing and only saying what he heard his Father doing and saying by the Spirit of God. John 16, 12 through 16, he says, I have so many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. However... When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you unto all truth. He will not speak for, for, um, of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. In other words, when the spirit of truth comes, which is now, when you get the Holy Spirit, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you receive his spirit, when you do, he's going to tell you some things. Well, that's impossible if we can't hear him. So in other words, people of God, you can hear God. You can be led by the Spirit of God because you are a child of God. He wouldn't say something that was, it's going to be good for you that you have the Holy Spirit because he's going to tell you what the Father's saying. Well, that would be totally pointless if we were unable to hear from him. So this eliminates the fact that you, or the, the thoughts that might come against you saying, I can't hear what God's saying. How could I because I can't hear? God says he's your shepherd. You're his sheep. You can hear his voice, and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. Amen? And so let me go on with um, John 16, starting with verse 13. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And, not stopping with speaking, he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of what is mine, and he will show it to you. In other words, you're going to be able to see something. Now that you have the Holy Spirit, you should be able to both see and hear 
by the Spirit of God what the Father is doing, what the Father is saying. Why? He doesn't want us to be blindfolded. He doesn't want us to have earplugs in our ears so that we're um, completely oblivious to what's going on in the realm of the Spirit. Why? Because we're supposed to be co-workers together with God, accomplishing his will on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, when Jesus walked this earth, he would hear and see what the Father was doing and saying, and then he would go and do it. He would be Jesus or the Lord's hands and feet here on earth, the Lord's mouthpiece. So let's just say I'm the Lord's mouthpiece, and the Lord is telling me, tell my people they can see and they can hear by the Spirit of God. So I hear God saying this, and so I'm sharing with you, people of God, the veil has been removed. We no longer have to go just to the priest to have him hear and see what the Lord is saying and doing to the people of God. We now have boldness through the blood of Jesus Christ. We can enter into the Holy of Holies, and we can go in boldly, and we can both see and hear what the Father is doing and saying. Amen. Now, why is a lot of Christianity not walking in this? Well, are they going in to the presence of God? That's the question. Or are they sidetracked with the things of this world? Because the priest would go into the holy of holies and spend time with God. That's where he would see and hear what the Spirit of God was saying. Well, yes, we all can go in, and we've all received this as our inheritance. The veil or the curtain has been torn in two. It's been removed, and we can go in through the blood of Jesus, and we can all see and hear what the Spirit is saying. He's welcoming us to come into his presence boldly. But unless you go in, unless you get close to somebody, you're not going to be able to see and hear what they're saying. So it's an invitation for us to draw near to God, James 4, 8 says, and he will draw near to you. Amen? Hallelujah. And so in verse 16, a little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Isn't that interesting? I thought that was kind of funny when I was reading that. A little while you won't see me, but then you'll start to see me. Why? Because now we've had the veil removed and we'll be able to see in the spirit. No longer will he be here in the natural as a natural man. But we will not see him that way anymore. But we will see him because we'll be able to have our spiritual eyes open to see in the spirit. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I got so excited about that because it's confirmation. It's the word of God. Not only that, the Lord showed me. Mm, over a dozen scriptures where he revealed himself after his resurrection to his disciples, to congregations of 500. And, and he complete, he just kept on revealing himself and continued to teach them all in the spirit. Their eyes were open to see in the spirit and have a manifestation. Why? They were going into God's presence and they were in tune with the spirit of God. And he was revealing himself. By the Spirit of God. You know that God still does the same thing today. Amen. It's not just overseas where he's revealing himself. He can reveal himself to you each and every day. Not that we're seeking to only encounter him in a specific way. But just because we're drawing near to God, spending time with him in his presence, he suddenly, we, we become available to him for him to be able to speak to us or show us things that are on his heart by the Spirit of God. Amen? Sometimes if you go a season without hearing God speak to you or, or go a season without seeing God show you something, maybe it's time to slow down and be still, like Psalms 46.10 says, and know he is God. Be still and listen up to what he's saying on the other line of that phone. Sometimes our prayer life is like, you know, like we chatter, 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 and he never gets a word in edgewise. He knows what you have need of before you ask. But make sure that when you're in his presence, you're spending time with him and being still so that he can show you what the Father's doing and he can speak to you what the Father's saying. Hallelujah. In John 5, 19, Jesus explained. He says, I tell you the truth. In other words, this is how I live my life. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees his father doing, and whatever the father does, the son also does. In other words, this is how you're to live your life. Live it in the spirit, 
following after the Spirit, only doing and saying what the Spirit is showing you to do and to say. The plan for success. This is the plan for success. The plan to accomplish the purpose that God has for you. There's so many possibilities of seeing in the Spirit beyond the veil. We just need to hear this message. We just need to have faith in God and what he gave us when he gave us Jesus. When Jesus became the sacrifice for our sins, a whole new way was birthed. We no longer have to have just a man of God. It's good to go to church, not forsake the assembling of yourselves. It's good to hear the word and inspire word by the spirit of God. That's a way to hear from God, okay? Don't get me wrong, but you are a child of God and you can hear your father speak. And you can see your father and what he's doing in your life or what he wants to do in your life all by the spirit of God. John eleven forty, Jesus said, I love this. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? What is he talking about? He's talking about if you come to be a believer, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's going to remove the veil. Now the possibilities of you seeing and hearing in the spirit become wide open. Suddenly you can see whatever he's doing and hear whatever he's saying. Hallelujah. We become, our hearts become alive unto God. We can see the kingdom of heaven around us. Amen? Now, every moment, some people are operating in it more than others. Am I seeing every moment that there's angels all around us? We already know the word says it. No, not every moment. But when I tune myself in, when I seek and draw near to God, actually, I'll say a good 80 to 90% of the time when I'm seeing and hearing in the spirit is because I'm in the presence of God worshiping. When I come to church, he'll show me what he wants to do in a service. I know what he's going to do at the end of the service. Why? Because, not because um, I just know it all the time, but by the spirit of God, when I draw near to God, all of a sudden, my spiritual senses become awakened. That's part of my inheritance, but it's also part of yours. Amen. So we do ourselves a disfavor by not truly entering into worship and praise and coming into that throne room he says for a reason, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. In other words, those things are going to weigh you down. They're actually going to be a hindrance to you receiving what I have for you. So why don't you go ahead at the start of the service before we even worship. Invite the Lord to cleanse you. Cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you so that you're in tune and ready to receive whatever he has for you. I don't know about you, but I think that it's probably not just me. Um, there's often attacks before a service, often distractions before a service, reasons to discourage us, reasons to distract us from the presence of the Lord. Well, I encourage you, that's just a tactic of the enemy to try to detour you from seeing and hearing in the spirit what God's doing. So cast that care on the Lord. Ask God for forgiveness. Bind the enemy and command to flee. And get yourself ready because you're about to encounter Jesus. Amen. Let's see. Let's see where um, God starts saying what, what happens when we, we receive Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3, 14 through 18 says this. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they, they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ Jesus. Now listen, didn't he say if you believe you'll see the glory of God. This is what he's talking about. As soon as you become a believer, you can see in the spirit, you can see the revelation of Jesus Christ. At his desire, it's by the spirit of God, you can't make it happen, but at his desire, as you yield to the spirit, you become receptive to both see and hear what the spirit is saying to the church. This is how we're supposed to be operating in this last day so that the world can know our God is God cooperating together with him. So the people's minds are blinded. Their eyes are blinded. The veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And the veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Verse 15. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. I believe that a lot of religious 
Uh, churches, if they have not, maybe they're reading the word and it is the word, but if they have not been born again, that veil is there and they're simply reading a textbook. Because they can hear it, but they don't quite understand the true meaning of it because they do not have the Holy Spirit to reveal it to them. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God as well. Verse 15, yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with the veil and they don't understand. Verse 16, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Freedom to see and hear in the spirit. So all of us who have had that veil removed, look at this, can see and reflect the Lord's glory. And the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him and we are changed into his glorious image. So what is it saying? Once we're alive to God, once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, now part of our inheritance is that we can see God and we can be like God. How? By hearing and seeing what the Father's doing. We can reflect the Lord's glory and go about doing good and heal all who are oppressed by the devil. We can go about doing good and preach the good news because that's what the Father's saying. We can go about doing good and say and speak and minister to someone, whether you're ministering to, to a student at school or a coworker at work or on the street, whatever it might be. All of a sudden, God says, this person's hurting. All of a sudden, God says, this person just lost a loved one. All of a sudden, God says, this person has cancer. And he's telling you what he knows something you shouldn't know. So that you will go and minister to that person. And that's not you. That's just because the veil has been removed and you're alive under the spirit of God. And he's not speaking on his own. He's telling you what the father's saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is shining through you so that you're at the right place at the right time saying the right thing, ministering the glory of God, the power of God. Hallelujah. We become co-workers together with God if we're hearing and seeing in the spirit. Do you believe God's word's true? Okay, that's all I'm giving you is the word. I know I... I know it's, uh, it's on the cutting edge for some, but it's the word. This is part of our inheritance, and you can leave it by the wayside. It's like receiving an incredible gift, putting it up in a closet, and letting it collect dust. You've got it, but it's up to you to open that up. You've received it when you receive Jesus Christ. This is part of your inheritance, but if you never open it up, that's totally up to you. But what I'm giving you today is going to inspire faith, I believe, so that you can see and believe and walk in the fullness of your inheritance. In this, I, I could do an illustrated message with this message, really. You could get a blindfold, we could get earplugs, we could get a box with all kinds of good inheritance in there, right? But so many people do, they're Christians, but they do almost, even though they've received this inheritance, they almost do walk around living Christian life blindfolded and earplugs in. They can't see or hear in the spirit. What they don't realize is it's a lie from the enemy that says that's only for the ministers. That's only for the fivefold ministers. Yeah, you need that because you're going to minister to people. The thing is, is he told all of you to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. So you're all preachers, every one of you. So that means you too need the Spirit of God, and you too have been awakened, and you too have had the veil removed, but you're just choosing not to come into his presence and hear and see what he's saying and doing. And sometimes it takes a, it takes a little bit of time to get yourself quieted, your mind quieted, to be still and hear what God is saying to the church. So if we believe the word of God is true, then we believe that what God said is ours, is ours. The veil has been removed, and by faith and believing in Jesus Christ, we can now see and reveal, shine the Lord's glory. What, do we, in, what in the world do we think? You know, we know the scripture, let your light shine before men so they may know your Father in heaven. We say that scripture all the time, right? Oh, let my light shine. How? 
unless you're seeing the glory of God and acting like the glory of God, how can you shine a light? Unless you're being transformed into his image and likeness, how could you shine that light so that they could see and know your God? You can't unless you've had the veil removed and you're in the presence of God and you're soaking him up and then in him you live and move and have your being. Then in him you do and say what the Father's doing and saying. This is for us. You can't sit there and say this isn't for me. It's just you simply putting it in a box and letting it be collecting dust in your closet because it belongs to you. It belongs to you. Romans 8, 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. In other words, children of God should be led by the Spirit of God. Children of God should be seeing and hearing what the Father is doing and saying. Why? Because Jesus was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who would be walking and talking and showing forth the glory of God. Just like Jesus. It wouldn't be a very good plan, actually, if he was only going to show up and that was the only time over 2,000 years ago we never got to experience it. So how is that fair? Everyone is going to get to experience Jesus because he lives on the inside of us. We are his hands and feet. How will they know unless they see Christ in you? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he, this was a better plan. He's like, it's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to not only be with you, but he's going to be in you. And he's going to do just what he did with me. He's going to tell you what the Father's doing, speak it to you, and you can speak it forth. And he's going to show you by the Spirit of God what he's doing and speak to you what it is he's saying. Hallelujah. We can't be led by the Spirit of God, like I said, if we can't see or hear. That's a pretty difficult task to follow someone if you can't see nor hear them. We like it pretty dark in our bedroom at night. Who likes it dark? Maybe, or maybe you're like a child and you like that nightlight. Why do they like a nightlight? Because they know that if they wake up, they don't want to bump into something. Well, I like it really dark so that if I wake up, I can just turn over and not wake, wake up. Anyways, so at night, um, once we've brushed our teeth, whatever, I shut the bathroom door because there's a, there's a, um, a window in there that lets in a little bit of light from the neighbor's house. So I shut that door, and then I have to feel my way. And sometimes we have a pillar on our bed, and sometimes, oh, I bump into it, right? It's not fun. It's not fun to walk a path, and that's a short path. It's not fun to bump your head, to fall, to trip, to stub your toe, or whatever else might happen. <laughs> We've had a number of experiences because we're, we're being let, we're blinded. We can't see where we're going. That's not how God intended his children. How rude, how mean would that be to tell us, you need to follow the Holy Spirit, but I'm not going to open your eyes, and I'm not going to let you hear what he's saying. Just do it. He didn't intend for life to be like that. He said, if you're a child of God, you can be led by the Spirit of God. In other words, you can see, you can hear, you can know by the Spirit of God what the Father is doing, what the Father is saying, and you will be co-workers together with God, and you will accomplish my will on earth as it is in heaven. We don't realize, I don't believe, how important we are. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. They need to see Christ in us. But if we don't even know that we can see and hear what the Father's doing and saying, how are they going to hear what God's saying? How are they going to see what God's doing? We need to realize how important it is that we're the vessel. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we spend time with him every day so he can fill us up. It's so important. Why? Because as you sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit. It's so important to sow to the Spirit so he can fill you up so you have something to give out. Yeah, he's there, but the thing is sometimes we fill our lives with stuff and we're like 90% self and stuff and 10% God. We need to fill our lives with God, spend time with him, and we become in tune with what he's saying. We become in tune and can hear what he's saying and see what it is he's doing. And I believe 100% this is what God's doing today. He's awakening the spiritual senses of the body of Christ. He's awakening the sleeping giant. In other words, you've been sleeping. You are seated together with Christ in heavenly places, but you're sitting there with your eyes closed. 
You're seated together with Christ in heavenly places, but you got the earplugs in. You're not awake to the things of the Spirit of God, but God is ripping out the earplugs, removing the blindfolds and saying, this is your inheritance. The blinded, the veil has been removed. You can see and reflect the Lord's glory. Come on, people. Step into it. It's exciting to get into God's presence. It's exciting, way more exciting than some series on TV. That's not going to benefit you anything. I know there might be some entertaining things out there, but the thing is, is it's not going to help somebody come to Christ. The thing is, it's not going to help someone be healed and see that Jesus is alive. And so we need to spend more time sowing to the things of the spirit than we do of the natural, if we want to operate in this. Matthew 13, 11 through 16, he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, talking about us, but others are not. Those who try to listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given like you today. You're going to receive more understanding today. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. I believe that means those who are not listening with spiritual ears. You might be sitting in a pew and you might not be awakened and alive unto Christ Jesus. You haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet, and I believe you will. But um, you're you're not going to understand this the way those of us who have received Jesus understand it. So that's what he's saying. Um, And they will have an abundance of knowledge, but those who are not listening, even what little understanding will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. He's talking about people who are not alive unto Christ. He says, this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. He's talking to unbelievers. He says, when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But listen to this, verse 16. But blessed are you for your eyes, because they can see, and your ears, because they can hear. Why? Because we've been awakened. Because the veil has been removed. Because we can see in the spirit and see and reflect as we receive more of God's presence and fill up more with him. We can see and reflect the Lord's glory. Hallelujah. I love this, that God, do you know that God is no respecter of persons? He, and, and especially nowadays with this new and living way, this new covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ, like I said, it's not just for the minister. It's for all believers who have had the veil removed. We can all operate in the spirit. It's not just, oh, well, they have this certain gift of the Spirit. That's why they can see. Well, they might operate more in that word of knowledge because they've practiced, because they've, they've, they've allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to them, and they respond, you know. But if we'll sow to the Spirit, if we'll spend time with God, we'll start operating in the things of the Spirit. And that's all it comes down to. Sow to the Spirit, you'll reap of the Spirit. This is part of our inheritance, Amen. Ephesians 2.6 says, For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ, and he has seated us together with him in heavenly realms. And we are now united with Christ. Like I said before, do you think that he expected us to be seated together in heavenly realms but have our eyes blinded and our earplugs in? What would it benefit us to be seated in heavenly realms? He seated us there so we could operate there. He seated us there at the throne so that we could operate with boldness and release and shine forth the glory of God on this earth. We have a great benefit. We're, we're here and there. We're bilocational. <laughs> we're in the spirit and we're in the natural. We can take of the things of the kingdom of heaven and show forth it on the earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. I won't repeat that. I heard it though. Exodus 34, 33 through 35. Now, this is the old way. 
When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered into the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed that veil until he came out. When he came out and told the Israelites what he had, what he had been commanded because he heard the Lord, what the Lord was saying, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went back in to speak with the Lord. That was an image of what we all now can do, but without vase, without the veil. We can both see and reflect the Lord's glory. Hallelujah. There is no more longer a veil that stands in between us and God's presence. It's simply at your own free will. We don't have to depend on a man of God to make sure he is cleansed, to make sure he is perfect, and and, and make sure his bells are still ringing, if you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) We don't have to depend on him to hear from God for us. We are children of God. We have had the veil removed, and we now can see and reflect, as Moses did, the glory of the Lord. This is part of our inheritance. We can come. He welcomes us. Come on in boldly into my throne room and receive. What? Receive of the kingdom of heaven. Receive of all that I have. Receive healing. Receive deliverance. Receive freedom. Receive whatever it is you need. And while you're here, why don't I just go ahead and show you what I want to do on earth so that you can set your hand to it. Why don't I just go ahead and tell you what's on my heart for this week? For your life, who you should minister to, who you should reach out to, how you should conduct yourself in this situation. He's the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, spirit of the fear of the Lord. He can show us how to handle the stuff we're facing here on earth. He will lead us and guide us by his spirit. We're children of God. We can see and hear by the spirit of of God. This is part of our inheritance. Isn't that good? Listen, the old way is gone, 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 13. The old way with its laws etched in stone on those tablets led to death because people couldn't do it. But it Even though it began with such a glory we see through Moses, the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face because the glory that was shown on him, the glory of God, even though the brightness was there, it was already fading. In other words, he would need to keep going in, right? But now, shouldn't we expect a far greater glory under this new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life and he's in us? If the old way brought brought condemnation but it was still glorious, how much more glorious is this new way which makes us right with God by the blood of Jesus? In fact, the first glory was not even glorious at all. This is Lord speaking. Compared with this new overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, he's just reiterating it like five times. Get this, people. How much more glorious is this new way which now remains forever? He's not going to give us a new way. This is it forever. And he doesn't change. Okay? So he's saying this is the new way. This is how it's going to be forever. You now can come boldly into my presence. You now can be transformed and show forth my glory. You now can see in the spirit, hear in the spirit, and and show forth the spirit by the spirit of God, the Lord's glory. In verse 12. Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We're not like Moses who puts a veil back over his place so the people over his face so the people would not see the glory of God even though it was destined to fade away. In other words, we're not like him. We go into the presence of God, God fills us up and we go out and he says, "Let that light shine before men so they may know my Father in heaven." He doesn't want us to cover it up. He doesn't want us to put a bushel over our head. He wants us to go into his presence, absorb God, and go out there and see. We'll go in and see him, spend time with him, as well as shine forth and reflect him. People should know. People should be able to look at you and say, they're different. They've been with God. They're different. What's different about you? Well, what they're seeing is God. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ephesians 3, 6 through 12 says, And this is God's plan, both for Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news. They share equally in the riches of this inheritance by inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promises of the blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. So you stepped into this when you received Jesus. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we now can come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We no longer have a veil that separates us from the kingdom of heaven or from the realm of the spirit. It's gone. We are now bilocational. We now live in heaven. We are now seated together with Christ. You'll have to fill Clayton in on that one. Seated together with Christ in heavenly places. We now can operate in the kingdom of heaven. We now can go out and declare what the Father's saying. We now can go lay hands on the sick or, or minister or give to whoever God's saying give to. Because we're responding to his spirit. We're living life. When you start living like this, you're living life like Jesus lived. Only doing and only saying what the Father was doing and saying. You look at Jesus and you're like, man, he was always at the right place at the right time, healing lepers, raising the dead, casting out devils. He was led by the Spirit of God because he was a child of God. You too, he says, are a child of God and those who are children of God will be led by the Spirit of God. Say, I'm like Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I can see and hear what the Spirit is saying to me. Hallelujah. Isn't this good news? Ooh. It's for us all. It's not just for some. Stop putting yourself on the back burner. Hallelujah. I heard, uh, by the way, you... Uh, flipped a switch and ignited this message. I know I taught it last week at, at um, the church we were at, but your youth message on Wednesday, I was like, oh, I don't know, you said the word veil at some point in your message. I was like, the veil's been removed. <laughs> and it just lit up on the inside of me. Um, but this is what God has for us. This is how God wants us to operate. And it's a lot more exciting than sitting in a church pew, not that you shouldn't, and living the rest of your week and then coming back and sitting in a church pew and getting excited. No, you're sitting here as a slingshot so that you can go out into all the world and do what the Father's doing and say what the Father's saying and have testimony and, and be excited about what God did this week and be excited about how God told you to set your hand to something and he blessed it and be excited about blessing someone and all of a sudden they say, I was just praying for that. Whatever it might be, God shows you. He reveals it to you by the Spirit of God. Why? Because you're a child of God and this is how Jesus lived his life. Why? How is this possible? Because the veil has been removed. How did that happen? Because you received Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus covers and washes you clean and makes you right and now you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Amen? You're a peculiar people to this world. <laughs> Colossians 1.27 it says, for God wanted them to know the riches of his glory of Christ Jesus is for you Gentiles too. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. And he gives you the assurance of sharing in his glory. We can see the glory and we can reflect the glory. This is us sharing his glory. Hallelujah. And it's not a secret anymore. In fact, Paul was commissioned to go spread this. This is for everyone. And I believe that God's commissioned me to remind you, this is yours. And I'm going to pray for you today, and I believe an impartation is going to take place. How, why, why would I pray for you for something that's already yours? Well, some of you, you've had it in the, in the closet. Some of you, you've had that blindfold on. Some of you, you, you weren't aware that this belonged to you, and so you've had earplugs in, and you haven't been able to see or hear what the Spirit of God is saying, so therefore you can't walk in the fullness of what God has for you. Well, it's scriptural because I'm going to show you Elijah prayed for his servant, and he's let me just turn there. In 2 Kings 6, 16, it says, Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, 
And when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Now, that was the kingdom of heaven all around them. Did it just appear because Elisha prayed? No, it was already there. The kingdom of heaven is already among us. It's just that his blindfold was on and he couldn't see. And so when Elisha prayed, the blindfold came off. Part of of what's going to remove that blindfold is faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God that this is for you. And another part is when I pray this prayer of impartation, God is just going to go out and he's just going to remove those blindfolds. You're going to start seeing and reflecting and hearing and, and, and being able to speak what God is saying and be able to show forth what God is doing. Hallelujah. How can I say that with such confidence? Because he tells me in his word that he watches over his word to perform it, to show you, to prove it. So that's what he's going to do today. You're going to say, I'm going to start seeing. Say it. I'm going to start seeing. I'm going to start hearing in the spirit what he is saying and doing. Hallelujah. So in this next passage, well, um, let me just read this. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Just showing you that this is what God's doing right now. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. How do you prophesy? You speak what you hear the Father say. You're just speaking it forth. Well, how could you prophesy unless you're hearing it? You couldn't. It's by the Spirit of God. So you have to be able to hear. And young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. So you have to be able to see in the Spirit. This is what he's doing in the last days. So in other words, he's saying the veil is removed. My children should be operating in the Spirit. They should be able to hear what I'm saying and prophesy, and they should be able to to see what I'm doing and be able to have visions and dreams and, and be able to go forth and do what I've called them to do. I've received a number of instructions this year alone through visions and through dreams of what I need to set my hand to. And God causes all things to work together for our good because we love him, especially when he's the one showing us how it's going to work out. It becomes a whole lot easier when you follow a plan. It becomes a whole lot easier when he tells you. I was reading a devotional from Brother Hagin. He said the Lord spoke to him, and he gave him like five or six um, churches that were going to open their doors, invitations that were going to come in, dates and whatnot. He said he wrote it all down, put it in his billfold, and it all happened just like that. That's how God wants to speak to his churches, not because he was a prophet. What he was saying there is you have the spirit of God. We should be able to hear what God wants us to do. We should not be surprised about what's to come. And he can also warn us of some things to come so that we are not attacked or distracted or, you know, stumble and fall over it. He can say, don't go that way. Amen. So today I want to pray for you like Paul prayed. And because it's in the word with 2 Kings there, and because it's in the word right here, I believe this is something that God wants to do for his people. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, Paul prayed. He says, I keep asking God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you, he would, you would know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your spirit would be enlightened or open." So that you would know the hope to which he has called you. So that you would know the riches of his glorious inheritance for his people. This is part of the inheritance. A huge part. To see and hear God as a child of God. Who here has ever had a vision or a dream or God spoke to you some way? Good. Wouldn't you love that to happen every day? We should be here. If you're spending time with him, you should be hearing and seeing and being directed by the Spirit every day. But remember, it's a matter of sowing to the Spirit. If you're spending time with him, you're going to be able to hear what he's saying. If you're not spending time with him and you're distracted by a whole lot of other stuff, you're not going to hear him. I, I know that both of us have been on this same page before where we're trying to talk to one another and one of us is busy. I don't know who does it more, but sometimes I'll be busy doing um, housework and he's trying to tell me some plans or tell me something something um, that's coming up, something that I should make note of. And because I'm busy, I actually didn't even hear him even though I'm hearing him. And I don't know how many times it was vice versa, you know? 
where Courtney has to remind him what his schedule is, or I have to remind him what, what's coming up, or whatever. We were just talk, dis talk, discussing your drumming schedule or whatnot. I said, well, we've got a lot going on. Because when you're busy, you don't hear it. And so I'm telling you spiritually, if you're not, if you're not having time for God, then you're not going to hear what he's saying. And that's the only reason you're not hearing it. Because the veil has already been removed. If, if you want to be able to see in the spirit and spend time with him, we have glory culture on Tuesday night. This is a place where you're saying, I'm going to set aside everything and I'm going to have time for God. And why does he continue to, to confirm his word and, and as we spend time with him, why does he continue to watch over it and, and um, show us visions in glory culture? Because it's just people hungry for him that are choosing to spend time with him. You can do this at home every single day. He will show you things to come, and he will reveal the heart of the Father. Why? Because the veil has been removed, and you now have the Holy Spirit. And he shows us what the Father's doing. And he speaks to us what the Father's saying. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Let's just, let's close our, close our eyes. I'm going to do this a little differently. And I'm just going to speak and release an impartation over you. As if I'm laying hands on you, go ahead and just raise your hands. If you desire for your spiritual eyes, the blinders to be removed, your spiritual ears for any, any clogging, any hindrances to be removed, God's going to do that right now because he's going to watch over his word and perform it. And I believe that as you start spending more and more time with God, it's going to come so much easier in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, open their eyes to see, open their ears to hear what it is your spirit is saying to the church, Father. Father, I ask you right now, spiritually, remove those spiritual blindfolds, remove those spiritual earplugs from their ears, Lord, so they can hear and see in the spirit as part of their inheritance, that they can operate in the things of the spirit and be co-workers together with you, God, because this is part of who they are. Children of God are led by the spirit of God because they can see and hear what it is the spirit is saying and doing. Father, I just thank you right now. Remove that veil. I thank you that that veil has been removed, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, right now. They're walking in the fullness from this point forward, Lord. They're walking in the fullness. Father, I ask you to cleanse their hearts, cleanse their eyes, their ears, their mouths, cleanse their hands, their feet. Cleanse their innermost being, Lord. Purge them of every hindrance that would be a hindrance to them hearing and seeing and being receptive to the Spirit of God right now by your Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's done. It's finished. Hallelujah. I remember um, us spending time with the Lord and just waking up in the morning and in our last house we had curtains. Um, we didn't have blinds, so every morning I'd open those curtains like that. And this one certain morning, it was so supernatural when you hear the Spirit of God speak loudly, and it's like audible, but it's a spiritual audible. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But uh, if you ever heard him speak loudly, not a still small voice, but loudly, I open these curtains, and I kind of whip them open. Good morning, world. <laughs> Anyways, I whip them open, and I heard the Lord say, it is is finished. And I was like, oh, it is. <laughs> the veil, the curtain has been torn. It's been rent. We can see in the spirit. We can hear in the spirit. And you know, I had a supernatural encounter that day because it is finished. And it's for all of us. Hallelujah. Annie.